Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, where every week I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching, scaling, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. I'm your host, Rick Ritchie Babbage. Working to make the world a more just and beautiful place is messy, complex, heart-wrenching, and ultimately deeply joyful and fulfilling work. And none of us can do it alone. That's why I started this podcast, this mastermind community, to hold space for and share the learnings and the questions and the grapplings and the actual concrete strategies that allow us to move our social impact work forward together. So welcome to the mastermind. I'm so glad you're here. So in this week's episode, I am wrapping up my mini series on the architecture of a powerful annual strategic plan. Here's a brief recap of what I've talked about so far and really the general overview of how I recommend building your plan for your year each year. We talked in the first episode in this series about the vision map, and I always recommend starting with a really clear vision. You use your vision to tell you and the people on your team where you're going. It's your lighthouse as you navigate the everyday waters of leadership and management, partnerships and planning. Next, we talked about defining your strategic priorities. That's the next step in the plan. These are the containers within which you set your goals and you plan your sort of shorter term activities. And finally, today, we're going to talk about turning your strategic priorities into goals for the organization. Now, I'm focusing on goal setting, a simple framework for setting goals that will serve as the powerful link between your vision for impact and what you actually do every month and week and day. When you're bogged down by the messiness of running your organization, managing your team, working with your board, and all of the other things that you need to get done as a nonprofit leader, You want to really know that the activities you're spending money and time on, the tasks you're doing, et cetera, are directly linked to and will lead to the impact you care most about. Now, the way to do that is to make sure that your goals are grounded in your priorities. And when we talked last time about making sure that the priorities are grounded in your vision, that becomes the through line. So let's start with the definition. The goals that you set are the changes that you are committing to bringing about, and they should be in direct alignment with the priorities that you've set. These are end results. They're destinations. They are a new reality that you're aiming to create as opposed to activities you will engage in. And this is a really big point because a lot of times when I do goal setting work with folks in my programs or folks that I coach, what we wind up with um, or where they start really is a list of things they plan to do goals right when we think about new year's resolutions we talk about goals very often these are activities we want to make sure we accomplish actual strategic goals are end results they are changes in the status quo they are destinations and you will engage in certain activities to arrive at those destinations, your strategies and your tactics. But it's really important when setting goals to remember that the goal itself is the change. It's the shift. It's the increase or the decrease. It's the starting or the stopping. 
Now, taking time to articulate your goals rather than moving directly from priorities to strategies or activities is a really important step in any strategic mapping process. The clarity of your goals is what will tell you which activities and strategies you want to invest in. Without goals that are well-defined and well-crafted, you can wind up simply with a list of activities that you plan to do. And so many plans, I'm just gonna go back to this point, so many plans, I do a lot of strategic planning work, they are actually carefully thought out wish lists of activities that people want to carry out. What makes your plan, whether it's a three-year plan or an annual strategy plan, strategic is that it directs your resources and energy in particular directions. It forecloses options. Strategic goals tell you what you will aim to accomplish and more importantly, what you will not agree to hold yourself accountable to. So when I started this mini series, I talked about creating a through line from vision to actions. And like I said, this is the final step. Your goals are where you get super concrete about what vision aligned success actually looks like in practice. Now, in order to do that, you want your goals to include certain elements, and I'm gonna walk through those. First, you want your goals to be within your realm of control. What I mean by this is that it's not really a great idea to set goals that require things to happen outside of you, your organization, your team, your control, where you cannot make them happen because then you can't know if you're going to achieve your goal. You have to set goals that are within your ability to achieve, right? They have to be things you can accomplish. So a great example is you do environmental work. You don't wanna have a goal that speaks to bringing down greenhouse gas emissions, for example. Instead, you might want to have a goal around crafting and getting past a piece of legislation right? or advocating to pass a legislation, partnering with legislators to pass legislation. You want your goals to be things you can accomplish, change you can bring about. Second, they should be smart. Now, I know some of you may be rolling your eyes. I don't typically like jargony overused acronyms like SMART. But one thing I've learned in this case, in, in the goal setting case with SMART goals, is that just because they're overused sometimes doesn't mean they're never right, these acronyms. And I think SMART is actually a really good example of that. For years, when I was working as a lawyer earlier in my career, and creating strategy maps for the work we were doing, I avoided SMART. Every time I went to any kind of training or workshop, even when we were doing partnership work and people would start talking about you know, SMART goals, it, it felt like everything needed to be smartified and that I was having to buy into this sort of planning speak that was more about sounding strategic than actually what we were gonna do and how we were gonna do it. But as I worked in spaces where I needed to not just set really great sounding, you know, bold goals, but also actually had to achieve the goals, 
where I needed to set goals that could be communicated to other people on teams spread out across organizations around the country, even across sectors, where I needed to set goals that could be tracked and really importantly, where the strategies needed to be tweaked and shifted over a year or two to make sure that we are staying on track to hitting our goal, I noticed something about the goals that actually worked, right? That checked all of these boxes. They were smart. So in this mini training, I'm gonna walk through, you know, what smart means and why it's so important for the goals that you set in your annual plan. So they were specific. A specific goal basically states what is to be achieved by whom, where, and when, whenever you can, right? It's, it's write a book proposal for blank instead of write a book, right? What is the thing you're doing? It is sometimes implied who's doing it, but if there are partners that you are going to work with, if there is a space um, that is important, if there's a where that's important, then you really want that to go into the goal. Second, they have to be measurable. And this one's really important. You have to know if you have achieved the goal. And a really great rule of thumb is if you look at your goal statement and it wouldn't be clear to your 10 year old cousin, whether you have achieved the goal or not, like super clear without you having to explain anything. It's just obvious. Yes, you can check a box for that goal or no, you can't without a lot of definitions and explanation, then it isn't measurable. If you can't really clearly understand and know outside of your own mind, you know, a team, a board, a staff, partners, what counts as having achieved the goal, it will be really hard to track your progress towards that goal. It can get really messy and really complicated. So measuring your goal means that you have to be able to evaluate the end results and the milestones that you'll need to hit along the way. And this is actually where both the specificity and the measurability of a goal are part of what will help you know which strategies and tactics, right? Which activities you're going to do that make the most sense, that are the best ones to do, which ones you're gonna say yes to and which ones you're gonna say no to, very often come down to the specificity and measurability of your goals. Right? Will these strategies help us achieve this goal? Will it help us hit the milestones we need to hit in the right order or in the right cadence or at the right time? So specificity and measurability are really important. And you can think about measurability by asking yourself, is it clear what success looks like here, right? Can I check a box when I have succeeded? The other thing about measuring or measurability is that it draws your focus and it helps you know what you're actually aiming for, which then boosts the odds of actually achieving the goal. I also, as many regular listeners may have heard me talk about in other contexts, I love a good dashboard. I think it is a really great high level way to communicate outcomes, goals, progress, etc., across teams of people, which is essentially what you have to do with a strategic plan. It's a really great way to keep people focused without getting bogged down in the details. 
And so measurability and clear milestones are a great way to make sure that you have the information you need for a dashboard. Okay, third, these goals that work, they're specific, they're measurable, they also have to be attainable. That's the A. So this is where you want to look at your internal resources and capacities. Now, if you are crafting goals as part of a three-year long-term strategic planning process, right, to craft your long-term plan, then you will have done a SWOT analysis, an analysis of your internal strengths and weaknesses organizationally and external opportunities and threats. And you want to draw on the information that came out of that SWOT to make sure that the goals that you're setting are realistic. Setting bold goals is great. I'm a big fan. I think you should, but you're not going to achieve them if they were never attainable to begin with. So this is another tool for deciding which strategies make the most sense, which ones you're going to say yes to and which ones you're going to say no to. There may be really exciting things you could do, activities you could engage in. But if you look at your internal resources and capacities, for example, you might realize that you don't have the right staff or you don't have enough capacity or the kind of funding that you have wouldn't lend itself to certain strategies. That needs to go into your goal setting, that needs to go into your plan. Similarly, if you are setting annual goals as part of an annual sort of planning process, you don't necessarily have to go back to your original SWOT because often if you are a year or two into a long-term plan, the details of your SWOT analysis will have changed, but it is a really great idea to do an annual asset mapping activity. And I will include a link to an asset mapping tool in the show notes uh, for this episode. It's, it can be done in you know, 30, 45 minutes as a team, but you do wanna take a hard look at your internal assets, resources, capacities, strengths, as well as external, particularly external threats, so that you can determine how realistic your goals are. Next, they should be relevant. And this is basically the direct connection to your strategic priorities. You wanna make sure your goals are noticeably related to your core strategic priorities. It should be clear when you share your strategic plan with your board, with your team, with an external stakeholder, like a potential funder or donor, there should be a through line from your goals to your priorities, right? They have to be relevant to the priorities you've set. That's an easy one. And finally, they have to be time-bound or they should be time-bound. The best goals that I have set in my work have always been time-bound. So, you know, going back to the example of when I was practicing law, these were often linked to filings, anticipated shifts in legal obligations if we didn't hit certain deadlines. They were often tied to the realities of the lives of named plaintiffs in our class action litigation, right? There were real, real implications of goals not being met by a certain time. You won't necessarily always have those kinds of boundaries, right, sort of to, to bind your time horizon. But it's really important, particularly for goals that are shared across teams or across levels of teams that people understand and agree on, buy into deadlines. 
one of the things that I have seen undermine strategic plans really, really frequently is that everybody is bought into the plan, the vision and the priorities and the goals, and they're really excited. And when it comes time to take the final step and sort of turn the goals into strategies and actions into a work plan, the deadlines that are set aren't realistic, right? The people who are executing, who are responsible for doing the work, sometimes look and say, wait a minute, we're not going to achieve this goal by the end of this year. (laughs) That doesn't, you know, or we're not going to be, we're not going to hit this milestone by the end of the second quarter. So making the the goals themselves time bound and having that conversation as you're setting the goals and as you're identifying the milestones that go into achieving that goal and what the timing and cadence of that work means and looks like is a really important part of making sure you have the right goals. So we talked about the fact that they should be within your realm of control. They should be smartified. Finally, and I think this is a really big one, you want to limit the number of goals that you set. I personally recommend no more than three or four within each priority area. And even that is a lot. The reason that you want to limit your goals to really no more than four is that each priority area has its own related goals. And the more goals you have within each priority area, the more goals you have overall, and the more difficult it will be to focus your resources, right? If you have three priority areas and four goals in each, you're talking 12 goals that you are accountable for, 12 changes in the world that you're going to bring about. And when it's time to use your strategic plan as a fundraising tool, for example, you would need to be ready to talk about the how, right? What is the cost of the plan? And in some of the trainings that I do, I talk about turning your strategic plan into a strategic budget, which is a really important step in getting that plan funded, a realistic true cost budget, right? So the true cost of 12 goals and the strategies, the strategic how for how you're going to achieve those is really different than the true cost of seven goals, right? The more goals you have, not that you shouldn't have 12 goals if that is actually what, if that reflects the work you want to do, but it is important to know and to think about and to grapple with the fact that the more goals you have, the more prepared you're going to need to be to map out a clear path to success for those goals. So when you're identifying your goals, The question you want to ask yourself to sort of come up with your list of goals depends on the time horizon of your plan. Your vision and priorities can be set really either for your long-term plan or your annual plan in the same way. The activities and the thinking are basically the same irrespective of the time horizon when you're talking about your vision and your priorities. But the questions to ask yourself when setting goals are slightly different if you're crafting your three-year plan than if you're translating your three-year plan into a one-year plan. So let me tell you what I mean. For the three-year plan, you want to ask questions that are linked to the information you've come up with in your plan, your SWOT, your vision, your priorities, right? What outcomes do we want to achieve in the next three years? What outcomes do we not want to hold ourselves accountable for? What do we want to be good at in three years? What do we want to be known for in three years? Right? Where are we seeing untapped potential in our, in our programs? These are questions that allow you to 
set your goals over the course of years, right? They are goals that will be, that will take longer to achieve. They're really about sort of what changes are you going to bring about over time, right? Hence a long-term plan. For a one-year plan, you actually want to make sure that the goals you set each year are rooted in and a reflection of your three-year priorities and goals. So here, the question is based on what you are prioritizing for the next three years, what will we need to focus on and accomplish in the year to come to make sure we're moving in the direction of our plan? Right? It's a, it's a really clear question. What will we need to focus on and accomplish in the next year to make sure that we're moving in the right direction to achieve what's in our plan? So here's how you make sure that your annual plan has the content you need it to in order to be moving in the direction of your three-year plan. For each goal in your long-term plan, and I always recommend crafting your annual plan with your long-term strategic plan right there with you, right? As you and your team are building out your annual strategy map, strategy plan, whatever you call it, and you're setting goals for the year and you're deciding which strategies you're going to lean into and where you're going to look for funding and which board members you're going to bring on and what hiring you need to do all of the things that go into an annual strategy plan it's a really good idea to have your long-term plan with you and to ask yourself what are the smaller milestones and benchmarks that we need to think about in this coming year that will keep us on track to achieving the three-year goals we have in our long-term plan. And then of those milestones and benchmarks, which do we really need to focus on in the coming year, right? Which must happen. So the difference between sort of the goal setting questions and brainstorming that you do for a long-term plan and the goal setting and brainstorming that you do for a one-year plan, or that with a one-year plan, you really want the container within which you're setting your goals and thinking about what you're going to do to be your three-year plan. That is another way of creating that through line from what you do every month, week, or day, right back to your strategic vision, right? When you make sure that each strategic choice you make is grounded in previous strategic thinking and choices. And that is most relevant when you are setting goals, things that you are going to be accountable for changing in the coming year. Ultimately, when you do it this way, your goals connect the dots between your vision and your strategies and your daily actions. You'll translate your goals into activities by asking, okay, if we know the specific measurable and attainable outcome we want to achieve in the next year, then what do we need to do to get there? Those are the activities. Those are the programs that you launch or close or lean into. Those are the partnerships. Those are the staffing models that you shift. Those are the things that you do. And they are grounded in the strategic questions that you asked about setting your goals, which are grounded in the strategic priorities, right? It all trickles right back up to your vision. That's the through line from your actions to your goals, to your priorities, to your vision. And I have to tell you, it's really powerful. Architecting your strategic plan, whether it's a three-year plan or what we've been mapping out here, sort of a plan for a high impact year, doing it this way 
will absolutely help you stay out of the weeds and keep your eye on what you need to do organizationally and as a leader to stay on track to have the kind of impact you want to have. So that's my mini series. I have talked a lot about the, particularly in this episode, strategic, turning your strategic plan into something you can use, right? An operations plan. I've talked, I've referenced your strategies and your actions. And I've talked a little bit about a reference getting it funded. So I want to mention one last resource that I'm really, really excited about. And it's a new project that I'm doing with my good friend and amazing colleague, Ria Wong. She is the author of Get That Money, Honey, and the founder of the Fundraising Accelerator. And we have created a program together called Fund Your Strategic Vision. It is a 12-week video training program with some live coaching that essentially walks you through how to crystallize your strategic priorities and goals, as we've talked about here, so that they are fundable, right? And then how to get them funded. So if you'd like some more hands-on help, you can sign up for this new program. We are going live in January. The doors close for enrollment December 15th. You can learn more at link.riawong.com backslash fund. I hope you have a great week. Definitely check out the show notes for a link to fund your strategic vision and for the link to the asset mapping resource that I mentioned and have a great week. I'll see you back here next week. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you liked this podcast, I would also love for you to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think that what we talk about here could benefit another leader in your life, please share with your friends. Finally, if you'd like more leadership in your life, you can sign up for my weekly five-minute read Leadership Forward 321 newsletter. I send articles, resources, and inspiration every week curated around a leadership theme to help you lead your nonprofit better. You can sign up at richiebabbage.com backslash leadership forward 321. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.